Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the internet talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I am your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, we are joined once again by speedrunner and guy who can play Sonic R with an actual steering wheel, Big Mikey! <laughs> A man, a man of many talents. <laughs> a man of many talents, indeed. I don't, I, I don't own a steering wheel, so I can't say if I could do it or not. But <laughs> uh, you sure can. Welcome back, dude. It's good to be back. Thank you, Tony. And uh, since you're back, uh, it's uh, off the top. I, I just want to say uh, uh, that that the video that you did put out. Uh, if you're listening to this, go check out that video. It's a good, good video. And we'll be talking about that more later on in this episode. Well, thank you. Uh, and kicking us off this week, we, we do have the headline of the week, which is kind of wild. It's a bit nostalgic, uh, but it's a, it's a roller coaster of things, uh, to say the least. And it's all regarding Neopets. Did you ever have any Neopets uh, growing up, Mikey? Um, I was more of a Beanie Babies and Club Penguin kind of guy. Ah, <laughs> yes, the the Club Penguin. Yes. Yeah, like I know Neopets had the online aspect, but I was busy in Pop Tropica. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that I never got into any of those things. I think I maybe had like one Neopet, and I played the online game for like a day, and that was about mm. it. That's what I remember. I don't even know if it was Neopets. It might have been something else entirely, and I'm just missing. Oh, was it Webkins? I, no, it wasn't Webkins. I know it wasn't Webkins. Okay, because I had one of those. Yeah, no, I don't know what exactly it was. It might have been a Neopet. It might have even been. It, might, it, it was a very space. I remember it had a lot of space themes in huh. this game. It, so, Interesting. But, yeah, I vaguely remember. But anyway, so the story, obviously the story as we know it, uh, Viacom bought Neopets all the way back in 2005 for $160 million. And then in 2014, it sold it to U.S. edutainment company Jumpstart, which was then acquired by Chinese game developer NetDragon. For undisclosed reasons, NetDragon shut down Jumpstart last month. And Neopets might have gone with it, gone to the wind. However, it was saved by a management buyout deal, according to a blog post from the newly reorganized Neopets development team. That team is part of a new company called World of Neopia, which is led by Dominic Law, the executive who was previously in charge of NetDragon's Neopets Metaverse NFT project, which they've now entirely canceled. Oh, They've God. stepped away from that. Uh, they're going to just work on bringing Neopets kind of back into the limelight. And they're working on a new mobile game for it as well. Uh, the original Neopets website is getting bug fixes and new features. And literally the day that we're recording this, a new Neopets homepage has launched. And includes a roadmap with more details on the future of this nearly 25-year-old virtual pet game. I Which have is got to go wild. to I'm I'm on Neopets.com right now. Oh my god, it looks so new. Oh it's my so god, fresh. I, I so got you new. know what? I gotta look at this too. This is uh, this is <laughs> too, this is 
two this is history in the making that if we miss <laughs> out on this this is uh this is oh wow oh my god it looks so modern <laughs> okay there was a thing that's I'm like, that, oh, that says nosy Neopians. I thought that said, uh, <laughs> I read that as something very different. Uh, my brain's not fully working as a disclaimer today. So if, if your boy's acting a little sus, that's why. It's early, mor early morning for your boy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, cr crazy that Neopets is uh, now independent once again. It's come full circle. Fantastic. You, you kind of love to see it in a way. Yeah, you do. It's 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 crazy. It's it's cool, and uh, I I I'm interested to see what this mobile game will be um, when that does release. Like, what what type of things are going to get implemented within it? Is it mm -hmm. just going to be like straight up, just like what Neopets used to be, or are they going to maybe use like some AR functions in it, possibly? Because I feel like Neopets could thrive off of like AR stuff. Action replay. <laughs> yeah, the action replay collects all the new pets in one single click. Uh, AR being augmented reality, sort of like yeah, Pokemon yeah. Go, and uh... that'd be cool. Or maybe even something more simple, like Animal Crossing does with Pocket Camp. Just have your Neo pets and have a little island or something. I'm gonna be honest. I forgot Pocket Camp is still a thing. Oh yeah, it's it's still going. <laughs> I, I forgot been on it, that's but... still thriving. Well, maybe Tiny, not driving yeah. as much, but like I forgot that's still going on. Nintendo canceled oh, yeah. a lot of their mobile games, and it's just like Pokemon Go. Oh yeah, Pokemon Go will probably last forever, to be yeah. honest. Oh yeah, no, it definitely will. But it's like I I remember that like golden peak of Nintendo mobile gaming. You had Mario Run, which is still oh, yeah. around. It's just not as popular now. I liked that game a little bit, at least. <laughs> you had what was it, Mitomo? Yeah, but like honestly, just bring Tomodachi Life to the Switch, please. That's all everybody in the world has ever wanted, and they keep not doing it. And I'm sure there's a reason why, but we don't need to get into it. I don't know. I feel like they're the fact that they gave us what was it, Metopia on the Switch. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there there is no reason that they like the, the, the reason there's no reason that they shouldn't have brought over Tomodachi Life. Yeah, I could think of one or two reasons, but it's it'd be like a whole controversial thing to be honest. Oh, how how um, controversial? There was there, there was some backlash in certain countries about um like me's of the same gender being able to date or like uh, marry. Oh, in other god, god, okay, that. So Nintendo would have this coin flip of like, do I not allow same gender me relationships, and then have like america and countries more progressive be upset or do i like not allow it and have the rest of the world be okay but have america be upset or like other progressive countries be upset you know that okay that's a that that's a valid one uh in so that case nintendo scenario. just makes two versions <laughs> the, <laughs> the gay version release. and the non-gay version easy yeah. Make the woke version. <laughs> the woke version of Metopia. Exactly. That's what we need right now. That's that that will fix today's the world's problems right now. It will. <laughs> Trust me. I am I am a, a psychic medium and I, that is what will fix the world's problems. Yeah. Can't please everyone, but 
it's me's at the end of the day. So yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. It's me's, and, and like, they're gonna we'll live out my that. wildest fan fictions. Yeah, exactly. I just want Naruto and Sasuke me's to live happily ever after together. <laughs> just like it should have been the anime <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh well with that we still have a couple other stories to cover and you can find those right here in the week in review recapping the news of last week from major studio highs and lows tcg updates board games and mmos this is the week in review uh but starting off with some of the game releases that came out last week well we had the release of pikmin 4 uh the the fifth installment in the Pikmin series, sixth if you want to count Pikmin Bloom, what the mobile game? Yeah, uh, well, do, uh, do you not remember Hey You Pikmin? No, on the I... 3DS. No, oh my god, it was a what was it a platformer uh, with Pikmin? Well, you played as Olimar, but you all you controlled Pikmin, but it was like a platformer and very simplistic. Interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that game until I'm like I came across a video. That said, hey, do you want to play Pikmin 4, but you don't know the extensive lore of the Pikmin franchise? Well, here's a recap. And it went over everything. I'm like, oh, cool. Nice. That's actually pretty convenient. Mm -hmm. Very convenient. It was dope. Uh, We also had Unidentified Falling Objects release and Viewfinder, the game where you take photos and when you place them down, they become reality. And it's all about perspective and solving puzzles. And it's really cool. And it's pretty cool. I'm playing through it right now. I'm not done the game quite yet, but I'm near the nearing the end of the game. Do you remember uh, Superliminal? Yes, it's very. I I, pl- I platinum Superliminal. I love that game. Is it similar to that? It, kind of. Superliminal is very much like purely about perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, well, there's a little bit of like perspective when you're placing the photo because you can rotate photos and that'll be the way it like comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I, I would say that Superliminal is much more of a trip than this than Viewfinder, but Viewfinder is still okay. a fantastic game. Cool. Uh, I would still fun, probably be uh, enjoying it. Nice. Yeah. Now, fun fact about Superliminal on the PlayStation or on the console versions of the game, they uh, actually had to nerf one of the trophies from beating the game from in three minutes to beating the game in an hour. 30 minutes? That's yeah. really fast. Well, in the PC version, you can do that no problem. Oh, is is the load times on PlayStation? Yeah, load times were a big thing. <laughs> and also the PC version being the optimal version of speedrun, uh, they found some days that could like take you out of bounds and like you could beat oh, yeah. the game. But, like, like, I, I, I'm sure they wouldn't take that into consideration. Yeah, when no, but like movement, mo- like you can, movement was a lot more... Yeah, you had a lot more control on PC just because of like mouse movement and optimal lines and that stuff. So it's still, I believe, thirty maybe or thirty-five minutes, I think, on PC. But it's like it, they changed it to an hour for the console versions for that trophy. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, in the world of video game news, not a whole lot of video game news this week. Uh, starting off on an update to last week's Microsoft Blizzard story, Microsoft now has until October 18th to fully acquire Activision Blizzard. Currently, Microsoft and Activision are negotiating with the last hurdle that's in front of them, you, the UK's antitrust regulator, the Competition and Markets Authority. If they strike a deal with them, the deal's done, and Microsoft will own Activision Blizzard. After all this time. Wow. 
And because of this, uh, Sony has signed an agreement with Microsoft to keep Call of Duty available on PlayStation for the next 10 years, which uh, only applies to Call of Duty and not the other IPs that Activision owns. What else does Activision do? They are tech- they have the rights to Spyro and Crash. Oh dang. They have oh god, what else do they have? They have a few others. I mean everything that's Blizzard related, so mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Overwatch and Overwatch and, uh and they have a few others, but I don't remember what else they have because I don't care too much for Activision games. Like, Crash and Spyro are the only ones I care about. But I haven't played a Crash and Spyro game in years. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to play the the Spyro remaster, because I never grew up with PlayStation consoles, or I pretty much only grew up with Nintendo and somehow skipped Spyro. Yeah. Three, it was like, and the three Spyro games that they released on the GameCube were like the second trilogy, I believe. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that. That's what's happening in the Activision Blizzard stuff. In some Stardew Valley news, uh, Concerned Dave has announced that the 1.6 update for Stardew Valley will add some new items, new dialogue, a brand new festival, and more secrets. Uh, which uh, was dope that there's going to be a 1.6 update for Stardew Valley. No release date for it yet. Uh, it's not going to be on the scale that the 1.5 update was, uh, but still new stuff coming soon. Woo! Did uh, their other game come out yet? Uh, Haunted Chocolatier is still in development. Okay. Yeah, that game is still good. We're still waiting a bit. I think he's taking a break from Chocolatier to do this, and then he's going back to Chocolatier to work on that. Cool. Because remember, this is just one one guy doing oh, yeah. it all. yeah. Uh, in m- more Microsoft news, their Xbox Live Gold subscription service is getting replaced. Uh, it's going to become Xbox Game Pass Core this what? September, September 1st. It's going to offer access to online multiplayer on the platform and a selection of over 25 games for $9.99 per month or 50, 60 bucks a year. Uh, this will is also going to be ending the Games with Gold promotions. Essentially, Games with Gold, no more. They're going to call it core, uh, Game Pass Core. And like basically a few other games getting added to the service for this specifically. Yeah, it's uh, a change is on the way. Hmm. Is it just the name? Just, it's or... just the name. From the sound of it, things are staying the same aside from... You know, getting rid of the free games with gold, that that's going to go. But it's like essentially the name, and I think a few other smaller things are getting changed. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And on the topic of Xbox as well, Major Nelson, who was kind of like the face of Xbox for the law, the early days of Xbox, and it's been around since ever since. He's leaving Microsoft after twenty years. Which is huge. Uh, and for those who grew up basically with Major Nelson at Xbox, uh, he, he, like I said, like he was, he was, he's like Xbox's Reggie. Oh, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really familiar with like Xbox, uh, like E3 presentations or showcases like that. So I, I wouldn't recognize this guy in particular. Yeah, no, I only I only learned about it because I was apparently following him on Instagram. So when I transferred everything over to Threads, I was following him on Threads, 
And I'm like, oh, oh. You, you got threads. I got threads. Yes, I did. Are, do you need to transfer your uh, Facebook or Instagram stuff? You, you to need to. You need basically if, to create your threads. You're just you're linking your Instagram. Ugh, I was thinking about making one, but I don't really want to link my Instagram. <laughs> uh, and that's fair. Uh, it's 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 essentially just Instagram, Twitter. Basically, I mean it's all right. It's I mean it has more. It has a lot of users because of how many people did it out just to do it. Uh, and you know it broke records and all that, but it's it, it's all right. It's people are calling it nicer Twitter right now, so I'm like, we'll just just wait and see until somebody does something illegal <laughs> <laughs> and whatnot. And speaking of illegal, <clears throat> well, maybe not illegal, but Payday Three is in hot water because it may have just killed itself before releasing. Uh, the developers of the game have confirmed that it will be an always online game. So even if you're playing single player, you have to be connected to the internet. Boo. Yeah. Payday Boo. 3, what are you doing? What's the point? Yeah. So people are not happy about that. Um, and, uh, you know, some boycotts have started already for this because always online games are unless you're like an MMO are kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. So that's a uh, payday three situation. Uh, Google released an AR game to celebrate 45 years of space invaders, uh, space invaders. World defense is the game and it's available on iOS and Android right now. So you can now go out to your backyard, turn on the camera and shoot aliens. Nice. Just how it was supposed to feel when the game first came out. Exactly. Just like 45 years ago when you would run into the backyard and play with a stick. Yep. Don't you remember that, Tony? I, I, I don't. I wasn't alive. 45 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I was a... I wasn't even a thought. <laughs> negative 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Negative 20 years old. Uh, and lastly, if you haven't seen the news, TwitchCon Las Vegas tickets have gone on sale. Yes, yes, yes. The event taking place from October 20th to 22nd uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Convention Center are on sale. And ticket prices are, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to share cut. They're a little high compared, compared to other years. How high? Uh, I think it was like two twenty something for the three day pass. Sheesh! And uh, an extra one hundred dollars if you wanted to go to the after party. Wasn't last year's kind of a shit show? Yeah, last year's what? Last year's had some issues <laughs> with, um, you know, the whole foam pit incident. Yeah, and uh, just other things. But I think that they made the smart move of taking this to Las Vegas, a city that knows how to party and like do conventions right uh the convention center from what i hear is very nice so i feel like there shouldn't be much issue there and the after party is being held at area 15 which if you've never been to area 15 before it is one of the coolest places on earth that you can go visit have you been to vegas i oh i've been to vegas several times it's like nice. a second home to me as That's a canadian awesome. <laughs> uh so our like long plane ride right oh we don't we i we don't fly often we drive oh my god how long is that drive like 20 hour drive 
Oh, okay. We divide it over two days, so. Okay. Yeah, that's actually not as bad as I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. But we, I am flying down. I, I did acquire tickets. I do have my ticket to, to TwitchCon. Nice. So I will be there. And uh, I will be at the party afterwards as well. Because uh, Area 15 is just a cool place to be. So that's uh, that's all the gaming news. In the world of live service game news, uh, starting off with Final Fantasy XIV, version 6.45 is out now, which has added the new variant dungeon, Mount Rokon, brand new Blue Mage spells and quests, uh, and the ability to level Blue Mage up to level 80, brand new Hildebrand quests, and the next batch of Relic Weapon quests are now all available. In the world of Hoyoverse games, Honkai Star Rail version 1.2 is out right now. I was playing that all day yesterday, and I can say the brand new missions are pretty cool, but the story on the the, the Lofu is not done yet. What uh, is it? It is take Genshin Impact. Okay. Remove the ability to jump. Well, oh, okay. Put it in space. And make it an RPG. I thought Genshin Impact was an RPG. Uh, make it like a traditional RPG, turn-based uh, RPG. <laughs> oh, 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 turn-based. Oh, okay. It's free-to-play. It is a gotcha game. There are gotcha pull mechanics in the game, obviously, to get your characters. Um, I can say that I was saving up gems for the brand-new five-star banner featuring Blade, uh, who is very suicidal. He wants to die. What? He he was cursed with immortality and he just wants to fucking die. <laughs> uh that's his whole shtick. Um but you know, he can't cuz no one's strong enough to kill him. So, he just wanders as part of this group called the Stellaron Hunters. Anyway, he's the new five star. I did some pulls for him. I got him in 20. So, I still have a whole bunch of gems saved up that I can save for everybody's mommy Kafka. So uh, that's the other five-star banner coming out in the second half of the 1.2. Uh, we also have a bunch of events coming down the line. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good so far. I think I only have like three quests left to do with this before I'm caught up on questing stuff. And I'm, I go back to just doing my dailies in the game every day. And that's all I do. So that's the situation with Honkai Star Rail. In the world of TCG, Scarlet and Violet Obsidian Flames releases August 11th. And the Scarlet and Violet 151 pre-orders are available now. Uh, you can get Elite Trainer Box, and the, that releases on September 22nd. In Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, a brand new festival has started. The new Monster Type Festival, allowing only specific monster types... Uh, this one, it's Fairies and Fiends, and this is on until the end of the month. And the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG World, the Gold Pride card sleeves and card case, and Duelist Nexus released on July 27th. Speed Duel Streets of Battle City box set releases August 24th. The 25th Anniversary 10 Dueling Heroes releases September 7th, and the Crimson King Structure Deck on September 21st. In Magic the Gathering, Commander Masters releases August 4th, Wilds of Eldraine on September 8th, the Doctor Who Commander decks on October 13th, and the Lost Caverns of Ixalan sometime later this year. And lastly, it's the board game and tabletop news. This year's Spiel des Jahres 
It's a German award for the best board game of the year. I might have butchered that. I apologize. <laughs> uh, it's gone to the video game, the uh, the board game adaptation of the video game Dorf Romantic. Uh, that is what the award went to. And Dorf Romantic is actually a game that I downloaded during the Steam Summer Sale. It's a neat little puzzle game where you uh, you work with hexagonal tiles oh, and I'm you sure. build a world. And this looks really wanna, nice. You want to connect pieces to get some scores, and you basically just want to have it go on as long as you can. And you can unlock Whoa. more tiles as you do other challenges, and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. How much? How much did you get it for on Steam? Oh God! Like not even like it was like I want to say less than five bucks. Ah oh, man, it's a relatively cheap game. I don't know how much it is normally on Steam. Uh, fourteen. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, it's it was it was very much yeah like less than half that price. I might hold on for a little sale, but this looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a dope little game. I highly recommend it. Uh, definitely a cool game that's just kind of sitting there um, that I would have never seen if I'm like, oh, this looks a little like a cool little game that I that looks cozy that I could play in some downtime. I'll absolutely download this. Uh, and that's everything. Uh, within the week in review, any final thoughts on any of those uh, stories there, Mikey? Um, not necessarily. Uh, oh, I did want to say something about Payday 3. Uh, how do you boycott the game before it's out? <laughs> uh, you don't download it. Okay. Oh, like pre-order? Like pre- pre-download? Yeah, you don't okay. pre-order, you don't do... Yeah, yeah you just... catch, me, catch me with that. Uh, I will join them for the... Uh, I, I'm not downloading it. <laughs> uh, well, with that out of the way, it's now time for us to look at what games are coming out ahead. Uh, here's what should be on your radar from July 24th to 30th. From upcoming AAA titles, promising indies, and the random shovelware, here's what should be on your radar. Uh, starting off, no game releases on the Monday as per usual, but on Tuesday, Mr. Run and Jump releases on everything. And Remnant 2 comes out for the PlayStation 5, Series X, and PC. On Wednesday, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart makes its way to this PC as well. On Thursday, Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons comes out on everything. Return to Monkey Island releases for mobile devices. The Expanse, a Telltale series, releases for everything but the Switch. And Let's School comes out for the PC. And on Friday, Disney Illusion Island releases for the Switch, which is that brand new four-player, up to four-player co-op platformer game that uses modern Mickey Mouse animation. Is Monkey Island the point-and-click? Yes, by LucasArts. Do they have the other games up on a... I don't actually know. That, that, that's interesting, though. I feel like that's really nostalgic for a certain group of people. I feel like Monkey Island stuff is going to go hard for a little bit because uh, they're getting a Sea of Thieves collaboration soon. Oh, okay. That they announced back at the Xbox showcase. So uh, I feel like we'll be seeing some Monkey Island stuff here and there. Is that game still going strong? Sea of Thieves? Sea of Thieves? Yeah. It's got its fan base. It's doing pretty well for itself. And that, that those, that's everything that's coming out next week. I can't I can't really say much. Uh, Illusion, like I said, Illusion Island next Disney platformer, modern Mickey Mouse graphics. If you watch that modern Mickey Mouse animation show, I don't know what the actual title of it's called because I don't watch it. <laughs> but uh, 
Other than that, uh, if you're a PC player, you can finally play Rift Apart on PC. And if you're a fan of the Telltale games, the Expanse of Telltale series, uh, hey, it's coming out soon. Thursday. And with that, it's time for us to dive into our main focus this week. Here's what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering anything from modern and retro games to the hard-hitting questions that define the gaming world, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. We're going from talking about Telltale to Traveler's Tales. <laughs> yeah! The that's, a, that's a good transition there. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we're starting off. We're talking about Sonic R with actual... With an actual steering wheel and racing controls and like a gas pedal, yep. <laughs> which you have. Uh, so the first question I want to ask for like the for a rig like that with the steering wheel controller and the gas, how much does that go for? Um, I the wheel and pedals that I use is the uh, Thrustmaster T one fifty. I think I got it for like 150 or 200. I, th I think it's going for like 230. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing 230 for for this. Uh, I decided I wanted to get it right when uh, COVID had all of us at home for a long time, and I wanted to drive around, but I did not feel comfortable driving around. So I got a truck sim, and I got the wheel and pedals, and I. Tried to download uh, Forza, but it was way too powerful for my computer at the time. Uh, <laughs> I would just drive around truck sim for hours because I I really like driving, and I had no like I had no reason to, or at like I, I had no like motivation to go outside during this time because I was scared. I guess. <laughs> scared of the scared of the world yeah it's, pretty much it's a tree ah I, i'm allergic to grass <laughs> oh no not the grass not anything but the grass it's everywhere but yeah uh so that's why i got the wheel and pedals in the first place so i i, I wanna I, I have a theory of or l let me describe to you what i think what, ha what happened so we have mikey here point a and we go inside of Mikey's brain. And Mikey's brain, and it, it goes, what if I drive? It's like, I like driving. I also like the, the racing, popular racing game from the Sega Saturn Sonic R. What if combine? And we have your, your brand new YouTube video. Playing Sonic R with the wheel and pedals. So what inspired, what, what was the full inspiration for this idea? Um, I mean, there are a lot of YouTube videos out there of people playing games with unintended controllers. Uh, and I also play a lot of Crazy Taxi. Like, I love that arcade machine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is PC version. There's like a GameCube version. So <clears throat> I'll play Crazy Taxi on stream with the wheel and pedals. Uh, and... Like, I don't even remember exactly what drove me to do Sonic R specifically, other than, like, I had been speedrunning it for, like, a month or two. I learned any percent and 100% no out-of-bounds, and I was doing a lot of bingo. I was doing a lot of Sonic R bingo with uh, S-Fan, Seafood, KPL, to name a few people. So I just had Sonic R on the brain. 
and I was streaming it a lot, and I was also playing games with the wheel and pedals a lot, so it just kind of like happened. <laughs> okay. So, I, I also it, really, I do like those videos of people playing games with unintended controllers, so that's like also always in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. How well did Sonic R respond to the wheel and pedals? It was actually like pretty good, to be honest, because uh, you have a full range of left and right with the pedal, and you never have to like do micro adjustments with like up or down. So I could just map down to uh, something. I think I had it on the D-pad or whatever, but you need to hold down to spin dash at the start of every stage. That's like the only other input. Like that one is pretty nice. If I ever try to do a game with real analog controls with the wheel and pedals, it's going to suck so much. <laughs> it's like God. you can do left and right pretty good, but yeah. like how are you going to do up and down, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. With like a range of motion. Besides just like WASD, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's, so yeah, it I, I was tricky. very surprised. I was able to just kind of uh, transfer some muscle memory over. I just needed buttons to allow me to go into drift. And I needed uh, like to like the acceleration button because they don't have like you don't hold up to go. You hold accelerate. So, yeah, I just put that on the gas pedal. And I put, there's like two triggers, like flaps on the side of the wheel, which I think are used for shifting in like racing sims and things. Yeah. Um, I use those for uh, drift left and drift right. Uh, oh, that's okay. That's, <laughs> that's cool. It's pretty interesting. Like Sonic R uh, mechanically has this interesting thing where if you're drifting in one direction and steering in the opposite direction you can like retain a lot of your momentum that you had going into it so you'll see me like counter drifting a lot with the wheel and pedals which if people who speed run the game see me doing that on a wheel and pedals it's like probably kind of funny like oh my god he's doing like tech on a wheel (laughs) and pedals (laughs) he's doing speed tech cue the initial d music here yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing uh so when you made the uh the video you you did it on stream live first of all uh was it all like was like essentially you went in blind it's like you set it up it's like okay we're just gonna start here was there any practice beforehand or was it all just done fuck it we're doing it live um i made sure that all the buttons worked <laughs> And that was it. <laughs> that, I made fair. sure that I could go forwards. And that's <laughs> okay, can I go forward? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's let's speed run this. Does does left and right work? Then yes. Okay, we're we're does doing left this. go left and right go right? No, it's reversed. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, um, dolphin dolphin uh, specifically has like amazing controller uh, mapping potential. It's so cool. You can map like pretty much anything in Dolphin. It's so good. That's dope. I, I've yet to use the Dolphin emulator. I want to because I could, I want to download like a challenge ROM of Pokemon XD or Coliseum. Oh yeah, I heard I heard they're around. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 
So how how well has your video performed? Uh, it has been so insane compared to the last couple of videos. You know, like that channel specifically, like the Big Mikey YouTube channel is pretty much just for, I would just put PBs there. Like I would put some edited content, but like when I'm doing runs off stream, I would just upload them on that channel with no commentary or no nothing. It would just be like almost like an archive in a way. Um, But I noticed that my hero story PV and SA2 that I uploaded uh, got like a hundred views or something in a week. And I'm like, that's not normal. (laughs) (laughs) I almost saw it as like, maybe the YouTube algorithm is like kind of testing me. Or like pushing me in a way. And I'm like, okay, I should probably, my next upload should probably be like a fully edited YouTube video. Before this Sonic R video, my most recent fully edited video is probably my unboxing video for my Amazon stream, which was almost two years ago now. Yes. I I remember we talked about that on the podcast last time. Yeah. That's probably my favorite thing I've ever done on stream, but, uh, like the YouTube channel was like nothing at the time, so it doesn't have any views still. Maybe one day people will find that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, now that I noticed that I'm being pushed to people's home screens in a way, I'm like, okay, now I need to do fully edited content and like maybe try to capitalize on this because I think it's still happening. You know, th- this channel has gone from like 60 subscribers to 140 in 12 days wow that's impressive over double yeah holy shit crazy so i need to kind of like take it by the horns i guess i don't know yeah and how many views does this uh the the uh does the sonic r video have now it has over 2000 now wow compared to the other videos that have a hundred <laughs> like, yeah that's a huge everything has jump. like 50 to 100 views maybe like 150 views and then all of a sudden this one has 2,000 views it's got over 200 upvotes or like the likes yeah it's got over 200 likes and 40 comments wow that's insane yeah i'm i'm still like shocked that it happened the way it did but now i need to like i don't know i need to double down (laughs) yeah no definitely what what like ideas do you have for your like next fully edited video i actually if you may as we're recording this this is the 20th just uh yesterday or the day before it was the day before i uh streamed playing through sonic heroes team rose with the guitar hero controller (laughs) (laughs) like like almost like a follow-up video in a way so i'm gonna be making a script for it and doing voiceover again and kind of doing the same thing but better okay um as a little tease for that how well did sonic heroes control with a guitar it was so bad it was awful <laughs> man. Oh, it was God. it was god awful <laughs> what is the what does the mapping even look like for that yeah i could i could explain it um you know how the Guitar Hero controller has a strum bar? 
Yeah, you have the strum bar, you have the five buttons, and you have the whammy bar. Yes, I have up and down on down and up on the strum bar respectively. So like when I'm pressing down, I'm going forwards, which is what okay. I want. Yeah. Um, I have A and B on green and red. <laughs> okay. And then I have left and right on yellow and blue. Okay. So if I want to hold diagonally, I hold down and yellow or like up and blue for those other angles. Okay. And that's already a lot of coordination yeah, to that's try to put into the run. <laughs> and then, you know, you have to switch characters in Sonic Heroes in two different directions. Like, yeah. if you're playing as a speed character, you could at any moment switch to flight or to power. And I need to be able to switch to the that one specifically when I need to. So I have the final neck button, which is orange, pressing the Y button. And I have the whammy bar pressing the X button. <laughs> 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 the way you bar got used let's go yeah yeah it it gets used a lot you're switching characters a lot and it, it's a weird quirk of sonic heroes that when you are running really fast you can't switch right to your flight character yeah um so i have to double tap the whammy bar to switch from speed to power to flight before i make a big jump or something oh it's really funny god that's hilarious how long did it take you to finish team rose with that um, I did three runs in that stream, so I have over three hours worth of Avad to edit down. <laughs> so a, an hour per run, roughly. Pretty much. Okay, um, that's that's honestly that's not too bad, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, let let me find my in-game times for all of them. The first run clocks in at one o two in-game time. I, that's i'm surprised it's that low actually not gonna lie and then on the run back man i, I really struggled during some moments in the... <laughs> <laughs> what, what what was what was the hardest part of these runs with this controller it is easily uh the warp that you do in egg fleet it saves oh like i think 40 seconds to a minute but i would not continue until i did it so oh. i I spent so it and it's if you're trying to learn Sonic Heroes Team Rose, it's a strat that I would even recommend for some beginners if you kind of understand how uh like the basic mechanics of the game work. Uh-huh. But being able to translate the years of muscle memory I have into a Guitar Hero controller to do this skip, it actually made it like insanely difficult. <laughs> <laughs> It was so hard. I spent like six minutes on it in one of the attempts. Oh. Um, the second run that I did clocked in at 54 minutes, 36 seconds in game time. But wow. real time, it was an hour and 15 seconds. And I'm like, okay, I'm not ending the stream until I finish the game in under an hour of real time. I then streamed for another hour almost an hour and a half to get a good run going (laughs) and finished one out um like solidly under uh an hour it was like it was 53 minutes nice so in game time is obviously a lot faster than that i think it was a 47 wow yeah (laughs) that run was actually like kind of clean i think i really understood 
like you became you one with the guitar. Yeah, I became one with the guitar. That's that that is what it means to become the guitar hero. I, I stopped playing the game and I started performing the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Uh, yes, I love that. <laughs> that that's great. So with this now in the in the production phase. Mm-hmm. Or I guess the post-production phase now, uh, with the editing and all that stuff. Do you have any other wild and crazy ideas brewing in your mind to make this like a trilogy if the video performs well? Hmm. I mean, I do have a crazy idea, but it has nothing to do with weird controllers. <laughs> it's just like an insanely hard challenge that I don't know if I can do, but like I want to do it, and like if I actually do it. I'll like cry or something. <laughs> well, what's the challenge? It's getting two perfect games in Wii Sports Bowling back to back. Yes. Okay. I, I okay. I remember. I, I what was it? I think it was on your TikTok. I mm-hmm. yeah. I had one TikTok get uh, a decent amount of views. Just like basic bowling. Uh, like I didn't even get a perfect game in that video. But I have. I think seven or eight perfect games under my belt at this point like one day i just have to make it work but it feels like rng like i feel like i have to sink so much time into it <laughs> like it, it's almost not worth it for my mental <laughs> uh we sports it hits hard people people love that we we sports yeah stuff it's so good um and the reason I want to do that specifically is because I saw a video and like, I'm not trying to call anyone out or anything, but there's this famous YouTuber, uh, Eddie Burback. I don't know if you heard yes, of him. Yes, I, I know of Mr. Burback. He has a video talking about Wii Sports Bowling and uh, two perfect games in a row being like the ultimate goal that he has. And the whole video is centered around him, like in his journey of getting two perfect games and like he's trying all the different strats and he's learning from like the masters and he doesn't even do it in the end. And I'm like, damn, why like make this whole video of you on this crazy journey if you don't even do it. So in my head, I'm like, I have to do it. And then I have to call him out specifically. <laughs> I have to call him out specifically. And while I'm calling him out, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing it outside of a rainforest cafe. Oh, yeah. I have to go to every single Rainforest Cafe and get a perfect game in there <laughs> while sitting at the table and and teach the server how to bowl well in Wii Sports. Yo, that would be... That, 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 I, there is an idea. I, I went to Rainforest Cafe to teach bowling. <laughs> the master class. The, the master class. That would be... That, there we go. We're just, I'm just giving away free ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in terms of weird controllers that like if i was gonna make it a trilogy like i don't know i feel like the guitar hero is pretty ridiculous yeah the only other weird controller that i have in my possession is like a flight stick for planes oh but like i feel like it'd be too easy almost uh not it's got up down left and right and it's got so many buttons on it like i feel like i feel like it would be easy (laughs) In that case, then we have to make it like something ridiculous, like all stories, <laughs> like all stories. I mean, that like a five-hour-long run. We we pick a you pick a game that that's so far away from flight mm-hmm. that it, it, it's just like what, what people see this and like what. <laughs> 
I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain around something that would be that that could work like that. But you know, you know it would be funny. Mario be funny. Odyssey. <laughs> oh my god, it would be kind of funny to play uh, in Sonic Adventure Tails' story because he flies. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. I'm controlling him. <laughs> Control tails like the military fire jet he was supposed to become. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about uh, your videos or the, any I- video ideas that you've had or, or before we move on to our second topic? Uh, that's pretty much it. Like, I- I'm excited to see where it goes. I-, I got some good advice from Emerald, friend of the podcast. Yeah, friend of the podcast, Mr. Mr. Emerald speedrun man yes that is his last name <laughs> mr frontiers as mr. they say frontiers um he told me and, and i messaged him or i was in his chat a couple days after i uploaded the video and it was already doing like decent numbers and i'm like um i have to upload the next video like like yesterday right like like i need to upload so consistently or i need to upload like so soon after and he's like He's like, no, don't rush and make sure you take your time and make something that's better than the last one because YouTube seems to push videos into the algorithm based on how well the previous one did, which made me feel a lot better. So I have time to really perfect this one or like really put some good effort into it without feeling like I need to do this ASAP or else I've missed my opportunity. Yeah, no, definitely. He's saying like you didn't really miss an opportunity. It's still there. Like the fact that this one did really well is a good sign that the next one is going to be pushed equally or better. No, that is definitely true. It, it's weird to see because I have a, a friend, uh, Mr. Uh, X Gauntlet, my boy Preston, been on the friend of the podcast, part of the Game Lounge crew. You've probably, you, you might have seen him in some of my streams. Uh, he does D&D YouTube. Oh, nice. And like when you look at some of his stuff, it's like, like one of his first vi- videos, 8K views. Wow. Uh, the, the the one after that, uh, it's it's only 2K. Uh, but and then the next one, it's down to like 300. The one after that, 1.3K, 600 mm. after that, and then the next one after that, 8.2. Yeah, it's so weird. The YouTube algorithm is a weird thing. You just gotta play around to see what sticks. Because some things will work better than others. Now, granted, of course, the D and D, the ones that stuck lo- looking at this are when he's making specific class builds, and those are the ones that did the best. And it's, it's actually, actually interesting to see that. So he, that should be his. That's what he should do next. That's that's what that's what he, that's what that's what people like. Yeah, you, it, it's also kind of like feeling out what style. Or what kind of content people like. It's also kind of based on like what people are searching for. I think there's like two kinds of viral potential. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's either really well edited and it performs well because people see it and they want to click on it and then they like it, or it's something that they're specifically looking for. Yeah. That's the other type is like something that is searched often. Like, uh, I have another YouTube channel, which I don't talk about, like, all that often in speedrunning or, like, gaming circles where I'll do covers of video game songs. Yes, a huge thing that we talked about in the last episode, which if you want to hear about uh, Mikey's music and how he created uh, a cover of Escape from the City 
definitely go check out the previous episode with Big Mikey. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that channel, like, I don't expect any of those to hit a front page or anything. I don't expect people to, like, see that and, like, are recommended and want to click on it. I'm mostly... If any video is is going to get popular, it's because it's a song that people are specifically searching for a cover of that they want to hear. Like um, <clears throat> when Deltarune came out, I did like two or three Deltarune covers and all of them have like 15K views on them, like stuff like that. But then I'll be like, oh, I want to do like for me, I really want to arrange something from like Mario Galaxy or something or like a not as popular OST. And those won't do as well because people just aren't searching for them as much. No, that's I, I feel that that's that that's good. That's how that's the music industry. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's all about searchability, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially for music, I feel. But for this content that I'm making right now for this channel, it's really stuff that I want people to like see the title and the thumbnail and be like, hmm, I should see what this is all about. It's like a different strategy. Uh, all right. Well, before we move on to our second topic, I I just have a, a few words from our friends at Wongo Puzzles. Are you tired of the same old boring puzzles? Mix things up with Wongo Puzzles. Each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that will keep you engaged for hours. Plus, their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make Wongo Puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind. There are They are 100% wooden puzzles. They'll last forever. Each piece is entirely hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover a couple little little whimsy pieces as you work through them. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting, and with stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. As I've been saying, that sea tortoise, look at that sea tortoise puzzle and tell me you wouldn't want to build that. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick up your puzzle today, and be sure to use the promo code GAMELOUNGE to get 10% off of your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle, guaranteed or your money back. Go to wongopuzzles.com and use code GAMELOUNGE to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. On to our second topic of the day. Uh, Just more of a general... We've been talking about it, so I figured why not expand on them even more... Just weird controllers and the, it's the the start of these ch- controller challenges. So, in your opinion, Mikey, what is the strangest controller to exist? Banana. I'm sorry, what? Banana. <laughs> Someone, somebody beat uh, Dark Souls 3 using only banana. Elden Ring, banana. <laughs> what? Like, they like hook these fucking bananas up to an Arduino or like some sort of motherboard. Maybe it's a Raspberry Pi. I can't tell. But yeah, it's it's just one, two, three, four, five, six. It's like 10 or 12 bananas. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Elden Ring, but I play with a banana controller playing Winston with bananas Overwatch stream. Oh Dark God, Souls so 3 good. banana controller full run. Wait, I need to play. Okay, so my Smash new, Brothers like, Melee with a banana. No, somebody already did it. So sad. Four, it's uh, four years old. You could, you could probably you could probably do it. Okay, bring it to modern day. My new oh favorite. Oh my God, that's so many bananas. 
my my new favorite character to play in Smash is Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, and he's playing Donkey Kong too. Okay, I can't do this. It's already been done. <laughs> nah, bring it back. Bring it back. Might have to bring it back. Oh my god, I'm looking at this. What the f- actual <laughs> fuck? How have I not heard of this? This is pretty cool. That's insane. I was here thinking, oh yeah, we're probably going to say something like, I don't know, like the dance pad, but remove the some something on it, like <laughs> a broken dance pad, but it still works. Uh-huh. Or, I don't know, some weird third-party controller that's never seen the light of day. Nah, it's just literal bananas. <laughs> yep, it's bananas. How? I'm definitely, like, I never thought that's... Uh, I wish I was smart enough to do something like that and set that up. I know, right? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> this person links where to get bananas in the description. <laughs> it's like, do you Yo, really need let, instructions okay. on where to that, get bananas from? That, okay, that's hilarious. Because uh, if you didn't know where to get bananas, then... Uh, I, I I don't think you'd be able to do this. Challenge. I mean, you gotta you gotta list all the parts in the description, so bananas are a part. True. Uh, where where did he link to get these bananas? By the way, I actually gotta know that. Where where are the banana? What is it's it link? A, what? It, it's Amazon produce, so I, uh, I assume it goes through Whole Foods because Amazon owns Whole Foods. Ah, uh, it, it should be funnier if he just linked like a local supermarket chain. <laughs> he just docks himself. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where I got mine. Specifically here. Here's the Specifically at this 7-Eleven on oh the corner God. of X and Y Street. Can you get bananas at 7-Eleven? I feel like you can. I think you can. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I know that they have like a couple of fruits. I mean, at least in Canada, they have like a, a few fruits over by like the coffee where you can get coffee and stuff. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I take it back. We're not like Japan where, we, you know, 7-Eleven is like the god store of... Oh, yeah everything mm-hmm. but you know we, we got we got fruit <laughs> nice <laughs> yo that should be 7-eleven's new new motto we got fruit <laughs> we got fruit <laughs> we, we got fruit um so i guess aside from the bananas now that i've learned about technology <laughs> um what is your all-time aside from a banana controller challenge what is like your favorite controller challenge that you've ever watched on the internet the banana challenge is not even my favorite oh. uh, controller challenge video that I've watched. It's my favorite, like unintended controller video I've ever seen is actually Doug Doug. You, you've heard of Doug Doug, right? Yes. He went through the different slides in Mario sixty four, controlling it with only his voice. Oh my oh. god! Well, that's. He- he coded a specific program so when he's like wahoo he jumps or something oh and then he had different voice commands for like partially left full left how long you hold it um it was really cool it's a lot of ah ah i well, he did not th- those are not the phrases specifically <laughs> he would be like he'd be like right more right (laughs) (laughs) right more right wahoo wahoo yeah wahoo um 
he had like a, a voice command specifically for reloading the save state at the beginning of this at the slide and it was right after youtube rewind came out <laughs> uh, so he was like making fun of the will smith uh appearance oh, that's yeah. hot <laughs> yeah so he, he would say that to restart it that's hilarious that's that's funny that's a that's a nice jab <laughs> good old youtube rewind oh that's that's so good <laughs> it was really funny that's my favorite one of those videos uh, you know what i'd like to see i, I feel like it could be done i want to see somebody take the the gamecube microphone Mm-hmm. modify it to pl- and do, do do with that like not make like a custom voice program take an existing con- voice controller and do use that to beat something yeah i'm i'm not really sure how mario party handles uh that controller because uh it does recognize specific words most uh, of the time yeah <laughs> i don't know what kind of technology they even use because it goes to the memory card slot yeah it does it's a it's a weird one that microphone yeah i'm sure it there's like it wouldn't do anything in other games but maybe someone could make a program to have it register things but at that point like why not just use your real microphone <laughs> yeah true yeah, that that GameCube microphone. It was like two game, well, Mario Party six and seven, and then the game known as Odama. Those are the oh, only man. games that I know that use the GameCube mic. And for those who don't know what Odama is, take pinball and military command tactics and put them into one where you're playing pinball but also commanding a small militia force it's extremely weird yeah i've never heard of it yeah i it's one of those few rare gamecube rare i don't know if it's rare but i have it on my gamecube i've never played it because of the mechanics of this game but i have it (laughs) i have it because you know gamecube collector here what games work best for these dumb challenges in your opinion like just for having the most amount of fun just play the games that you think you're the best at probably or the ones you think you're really good at because you get humbled immediately (laughs) (laughs) like yeah i know all the inputs i need to do and i'll just have to just press the buttons like it's just buttons (laughs) Uh, it's just buttons oh another thing i didn't mention about the mapping of controllers the map the mapping of controls in the heroes video is that um when you know how you activate star power <laughs> oh yeah i have a uh, team blast on motion controls so when oh, i like oh so you had to do like the tilt of the yeah. guitar to oh that's hilarious <laughs> but the bad part about that is that just for comfortability i wanted to rest the controller slightly vertical and if I moved even like a little bit, it would team blast. <laughs> so I would either have to sit uncomfortably or just be completely still. Uh, so after the first two runs of doing that, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to find a button I haven't mapped yet and put team blast on it because I'm tired of the motion controls going off by accident. <laughs> it was kind of Oh, funny. yeah, because the guitar, some of those guitars have like a plus and minus button on them more. Yeah, this had like a start and a select button and it, it yeah. did have a D-pad, but um i was not about to put my motion or like my uh 
my stick controls on a D-pad because that really defeats the purpose in my head. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I would feel like I, I scammed the people if I'm just controlling with a stick or a D-pad. I, I feel that. You, you, gotta, you gotta be committed to the bit. You, you gotta definitely. do it real. No, definitely. Definitely. Uh, but also, like, if you wanted to... Okay. I had done Guitar Hero controller runs of Ocarina of Time before. Those are so good. Like, I feel like I could actually put a real solid time on a leaderboard with those controls. Actually? Yeah, for real. I'm, I might want to make a follow-up video at one point. Yeah, Ocarina of Time, like, kind of works on a grid anyway. Oh, yeah. So having only, like, six or eight uh, buttons for movement control is is fine. Like, I'm not really missing out on anything. Yeah. And uh, Z-targeting, I just put Z-targeting on the whammy bar. So if I want to, like, precisely move a little bit, I'll use the whammy bar to change my targeting and like lock the camera or target on enemies it's actually really good huh i never so thought I had, of that I had, I had ran three different categories <clears throat> of ocarina of time on okay. guitar Hero controller back in the day this is probably over two years ago now i did any percent at the time which is uh it's now called defeat ganon no srm which that one has a crazy frame perfect trick in it that I, I managed to do, I mean, I never fully really did it. I always set save states before the really hard trick and before the final boss because it was still like, you. I mean, you're still controlling it with the Guitar Hero controller <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, I was able to successfully do every trick in the run. I just never got it without save states, which is kind of sad. But uh, I also did some meme categories of Ocarina of Time, which is Dank Percent and KFC Percent. <laughs> I, I know of dank percent. It's what you have to do a thing where it looks like Link is smoking weed. Yeah. And then KFC is you do that same glitch, but on a chicken and you're holding <laughs> the chicken and it's like on fire. <laughs> yeah, those two are really, really simple, really fun, easy runs. And I was doing them with Guitar Hero Controller pretty consistently. That's hilarious. Um, but controlling something with a full 360 degree range of motion like Sonic Heroes is so fucked up. And it had way more buttons. Too many buttons, if so you may. Buttons. So <laughs> much many... character switching. God. What type of weird new controller would you like to see get released? Um, I don't know. I, I would personally like to buy a uh, box style controller for Smash. I don't know if you're familiar with these. Uh, a bo oh, bo a box, well, like a like what the uh, like an arcade an arcade stick type thing. Kinda. Um, look up twenty XX box real quick. It there's no stick on it. It's all buttons, and uh, you still have a full range of motion with like modifier buttons to change your angle slightly. It's pretty. Oh, it's, it's pretty interesting seeing people play well on it i would like That's to have one just to like mess around on it just to learn yeah. how to play smash on it because it's really interesting to me i like the design it's very sleek oh yeah yeah and there's another box called the frame one which i think looks even nicer that's probably the one i would want to get if if i did want to do this but it, it wouldn't be for any challenge or anything it would just be because i'm interested in playing smash in other ways uh 
me personally, I would love to see. God, for what I'd like to see, bring back the bongos. But like, oh my god, I could I could play a game on the bongos. <laughs> that, that would be that would be that would be good. But like, I'd like to see like an upgraded. I would like to, you give us a drum kit, but make it the size of the bongo controller. <laughs> oh my god, a full kit on a full kit that size. I feel like that would be hilarious because like obviously, uh, like shout outs to. Uh, friend of the podcast Venom. I feel like I would like to see him do like a full a game using his drum kit. You know, have you seen uh, CZR? No, I have not. He plays through Mario sixty four like sixteen star. Maybe he did seventy star, but uh, he's playing on a full uh, full sized e kit. Like that's Venom hilarious. Has. Yeah, um, which is really funny because when I was first learning to speedrun ocarina of time back in 2020 he was on the boards right next to my time and now he's he's like almost internet famous in a way for playing mario 64 with the drum kit so it's kind of cool that like i had seen his name multiple times before because we were both learning oot at the same time that was actually my first speedrun ever oh I think you I think you mentioned that back in the first episode, but I could not remember that. But that's it's still cool. And now he's like kind of famous for playing games with the drums. I got one last question. And it goes back to the bananas a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, <laughs> bananas. if you had the knowledge and could create a controller out of anything, what what would you what would you make a controller out of? It would probably be coding a program for microphone inputs. That's probably something that I would really like to do. And then I would make certain phrases, ones that I say a lot anyway. So if I accidentally say it, my character just like does something I didn't want them to do for fun. (laughs) Says stream catchphrase, Mario in Mario 64, you mod the game so he hits the gritty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that i think i think that would be fun that, that would be pretty cool that would be pretty funny um me personally i would love to see a watermelon controller i think that exists doesn't it does it does it exist oh god i feel like i've seen that why why, why do people why do people want want fruit as their controllers actually i, I don't see it and okay no new. okay no one's done it yet okay internet go make a watermelon a game controller yeah go internet go internet i believe in you do your this thing this is your Twitter. chance we need to we need a fruit controller revolution bananas have dominated the scene for too long we need other fruits in there what if bananas conduct electricity through their peels and that's why you're able to use them for controllers. Then we gotta go for potatoes because we must, know potatoes can do be. the same thing. Okay, this is it. New potato controller released. I mean, people have made uh, musical instruments out of potatoes. Exactly. They made ocarinas out of potatoes. Okay, here's what we do. We code a program that detects specific pitch and specific frequencies. I make an ocarina out of a potato and then I use... <laughs> the certain notes to control the character perfect <laughs> let's get a patent on that right now and we yeah. call it the potato 64 the potato 64 or the potato of t- potato arena 
<laughs> Patoctorina. Let's go. There, there we go. There we go. When we put our minds together, our brain cells die. <laughs> I only really had one to begin with, so I might have just oh. lost it today. That's <laughs> no, okay. You can borrow some of mine. I, I'm always lending them out. <laughs> so generous. What a gracious host. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. If, the one, if there's one thing I want my guests to get at the end of every podcast, it's a brain cell of mine because I give too many of them away. Uh, anything else you want to add about controllers, uh, cha- weird challenges, or the like? Uh, I think we talked about. I think we touched on every base that I had in mind. Absolutely. Well, with that, then it's time for us to start closing things out and head into the bonus level. A look ahead to gaming anniversaries, one-on-one debates, and weekly highlights. Here's this week's bonus level. It's starting off in this week in gaming history from July 24th to 30th. Here's what happened in the past. On the 24th, 2007, Square Enix released Final Fantasy II Anniversary Edition for the PSP in North America. On the 25th, 2005, Tapwave discontinued the Zodiac handheld video game system. On the 26th, 2009, Nintendo released Wii Sports Resort for the Nintendo Wii in North America. Woo! Great. Oh, that's what it should be. Get a flight mod Wii Sports with a flight stick and play uh, bowling. The bowling? Oh no, I was, no, actually, like you do the flight. That would be that would be interesting <laughs> to see the, Tennis the Wii with a flight stick. Yeah, the entirety of Wii Sports Resort with a flight stick, and it just progressively gets harder because you start with like the actual flying one, and then you just go to each one that would be like, okay, what makes sense next? I guess. Wave racing, and then kayaking, maybe cycling. And then you get to the other ones. It's like, okay, how do I do archery with a flight stick? On the 27th of 1999, Nintendo released Mario Golf 64 for the Nintendo 64 in North America. On the 28th, 2003, Nintendo released Mario Golf Toadstool Tour for the GameCube in North America. I had a big stroke there. I don't know why. It's because of all the numbers, man. What do they mean? On the 29th, 2008, Namco Bandai released Soul Calibur 4 for the PlayStation 3 and 360 in North America. What was the one on the GameCube? Was that 2? That was 2. Damn. Yeah. And on the 30th, 2001, Nintendo released Pokemon Crystal for the Game Boy Color in North America. Now we get into head-to-head. Two games enter, one game leaves, uh, and uh, I got two games here. For, and uh, the, our guest decides the fate of these games. What? Is this like a bracket? Well, a small little bracket. Uh, and today, because I forgot to write it down in the outline that I handed you, I had to oh. think of it last minute. So <laughs> this is, you don't even have time to think about this. Crazy okay. Taxi versus Sonic R. Um... What am I doing here? I'm just deciding. Yeah, on which, which one of the two? Which which wins? Which game survives? Yeah, in your personal opinion. Man, they're both very good for different reasons. I think that you get way more replay value out of Sonic R, though. Really? Yeah, because Sonic R not only has the single player... Uh, I think it has multiplayer. I've never done it. The only multiplayer things I've done in Sonic R is bingo, but bingo boards are like endlessly uh, different and entertaining for Sonic R. 
because there's so many characters to unlock. Uh, 100% in the game takes like 15 minutes. So doing a bingo board, uh, you can start from a fresh file and just unlock the characters as you go. That's kind of the way to do it. It's really fun. So I think I would go with Sonic R. Okay, then. Uh, Well, that's our head-to-head. Going into our deals of the week, starting off the epic free games that you can get right now. Murder by Numbers and The Elder Scrolls Online are both free on the Epic Game Store until July 27th. And on Steam, the Curve Games July Jubilee sale is on Steam until the 25th. And there's also a few other sales going on. Always check your weekend sales because we don't report those because by the time this episode is out, they're over. So always check your weekend sales, folks, because uh, you never know what's going to be on sale. The achievement of the week is Pet the Kate in Viewfinder, which is to pet Kate. It's a cat. It's a cat. Okay. It's a cat. Cool. <laughs> uh, and the game of the week is going to Mr. Run and Jump. Because what is it? Get... It's, like, it's like a 2D game, right? It's, it's like the... Uh, what's that? Impossible game? Uh, let me double check what this game... It's by Atari. It's... Uh, oh, it's, it's like a, a neon platformer. It actually looks really cool. It's giving me like Super Meat Boy, but everything's neon aesthetic vibes it looks cool which is why it's the game of the week and lastly our guest game recommendation if there was one game old or new mikey that you would recommend to our audience what game would that be spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom hell yeah so good i second that that game is phenomenal one of the best it's remake is all right but i don't like the physics in it i get on dolphin Play the original. Oh, or, I have. I just own the original, or, and I own a GameCube. I just, I just do that whenever I want to play it. Yeah, I'm I'm saying for the for the people, if oh, you don't yes. have the game, give it a shot. So good, absolutely. Uh, well, with that, another episode in the books. Mikey, thank you for coming back on. Absolutely, thank you for having me back. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, Twitch uh, is Big Mikey underscore YouTube, Big Mikey underscore Twitter. At the big Mikey underscore couldn't get the regular one, unfortunate. Uh, TikTok is big Mikey TTV. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I'm like, I'm not as active on there, but uh, me and my one of my good friends are always doing little edits and stuff. So that's much more like goofy short form as TikTok is supposed to be. Definitely, I like that. <laughs> and of course, you can find me at Tony's Game Lounge everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Threads. And also, our brand new Tony's Game Lounge VOD channel on YouTube. Uh, which you can also search for at Tony's VOD Lounge. Uh, that's where you can find. We are starting to upload specific uh, Twitch VODs up there. Uh, our first VOD is up there. We started a brand new Minecraft Pixelmon survival on the server, on the official Game Lounge server. We're bringing it back. Uh, it's gonna all going to be archived there. So if you want to see our Pixelmon journeys uh, and to see what crazy shenanigans we get up to as we relearn the mod build bases, die a lot because we can do that without any repercussions. Uh, definitely check out that. And also, we have a brand new YouTube video 
by the time you're listening to this, it actually should be out because we should have finished our Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations playthrough. And we're starting Endwalker in Final Fantasy XIV very soon. And uh, this new video is to commemorate that. So give that a watch. And uh, be sure to tune into the Twitch channel where we'll be playing Endwalker for the very first time after I've been playing 14 for almost a year. Uh, it's, I'm coming up to a year in this game uh, of, like, owning it. Uh, it's uh, We're coming up to uh, finally be playing Endwalker after putting it off for so much time because I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I'm playing too many other games on stream. I'm going <laughs> to hold off. So it's we're finally there, and uh, definitely cannot wait to start it and have every all, every all of you watch it as well, which will be actually become like actual YouTube content, not like vod, vods and stuff, but like actual YouTube content too. So look forward to it. It's gonna be cool. Nice. <laughs> and uh, thank you once again, Mikey, for coming on. Always a blast to have you on. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week with the voice of the podcast. Aside from me, the other voice of the podcast, he'll be joining us again next week for a little bit more of a sports-heavy episode. We'll see you all then next time in the Game Lounge. Bye! Bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like, share, and follow the podcast wherever you're listening. And follow Tony on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.